I don't know what to say. I feel like you got to have some clever opening, marketable introduction, and but I want it to be more than just like, what's I, up? No, no offense. I, I'll go. <laughs> I don't know. What would you say if you were like trying to drum up excitement for a podcast? Um, Pi Gao. <laughs> so, okay. we can, so we can yeah, get yeah. like that. The gambling uh, yeah, market? The, yeah, the Chinese gambling market. Well, why are they Chinese all of a sudden? Pi Gao is a Chinese game. I'm not racist. Oh, I thought you were just saying we're going after Chinese people. I'm like, yes, it, no. it, it is a It is a Chinese game, but that doesn't mean just Chinese people play it. All right, Ni Hao, Pai Gao, uh, <laughs> with Brandon Brandon back for the 89th time. We're kicking quarantine's ass one podcast at a time. At least we're trying to bring uh, you yeah. and ourselves some joy. We're Brandon, doing our part. Are you doing yeah. yours? Yeah, are you? Are you uh, staying at home and listening to our podcast and all 88 other episodes? Probably. Hey, Brandon. Yeah. I hope you're doing well because, uh, and I want you to know that we're friends no matter what, but I think for the next hour or so, we're going to get into a little bit of a, a heated debate. Um, it's going to be me versus you. And what I'm talking about, the bulk of our, our meetup today is we're talking X-Men. You know, we've done some deep dives on just some characters here and there, and I figured we were due for another one. But I want to specifically, in the spirit of, uh, you know, sports and our knowledge of X-Men. So I'm rambling, but what I'm trying to say is we're going to be doing today for you, for ourselves, um, an X-Men draft and debate. Because, like, when you play fantasy football, I know you're not a fantasy football guy, but you draft your team, right? Mm -hmm. And you go, oh, who do you get? Oh, who's your number one pick? Oh, cool, you know? And it's like a, a talking point. Sure. Being that football just started up, even though I don't really care this season. I was like, oh, that guy. I don't thinking. care any season. That's true. You are so consistent. Like, there's no seasons of you caring. You're just – that's just the way it is. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so we're going to do today – we're going to get more into it, but expect us to draft – and then battle our top choices for X-Men. So we're um, building our own X-Men team. Yes. I'm, okay. I'm thinking five. Five is about right. Maybe That's more. Fine. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. As long as yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, let's go over the ground rules a little bit later, but maybe before we get into that full conversation. Because I think yeah. there's a little bit, not only the number, but if there's, there's some, you know, boundaries that we can't cross. That, you know, yeah, especially when you're dealing with, the X-Men universe absolutely. And so, the hundred or so characters that have ever played X-Men. So we'll get into all the rules a little bit later. Yep. And real quick, before we do that, we're going to take a minute to thank today's fake sponsor. One of my favorite fake sponsors, uh, one of yours. And uh, just, you know, we wouldn't be able to do this awesome podcast without awesome fake sponsors. Is that right? Yeah. Thanks for your support. Sup, are you tired of being told you can't buy cigarettes just because you're a minor? Man, they don't even let you buy the stuff to vape? That's basically just water. Water is good for you. That means vaping's good for you, right? But for some dumb reason, the government says you're too young? Your parents can't tell you what to wear? You gonna let the government tell you what you can smoke? Hell no. Statutory vape don't care about no laws. Statutory Vape is a smoke shop in several locations around Alabama that sells e-cigs to minors. I mean, we aren't going to sell e-cigs to no five-year-old. That's fucked up. But if you are between the ages of six and 18, come on down to Statutory Vape and we'll totally hook you up, man. But hey, don't take our word for it. Hear from a local celebrity and frequent customer of Statutory Vape, Alabama Senate nominee Roy Moore. Hi, my name is Roy Moore. I'm running for senator here in the great problem-free state of Alabama. I, for one, love statutory vape. I hang out there quite often just to say hi to all the great little customers. Well, not that one in the mall. I can't go back there. But I'm usually at the location in downtown Montgomery. See you at statutory vape. It's statutory vape! Well, special thanks to the uh, fake sponsor this week. I think it's time we 
jump right into our bracketing of this, not bracketing, what would you call it? Or the drafting of our X-Men teams. But we have to set some ground rules first. So, yes, you got that right. Let's, let's. Um, first thing, we both, I, when I originally proposed this idea, I think it was both in our mind, be like, okay, you can't have Jean Grey because then she can be Dark Phoenix and that's just world ending power. And then that just, in, Knowles, Nolan voids everything. So no Jean right. Grey. Okay, and so, then, so uh, let, me, let me say that in a different way, though. I, okay, let's go say, ahead. In Spanish? <laughs> you know, actually, Greek. Oh, okay. Uh, so no, no. So we cannot count a version of a character that has been altered by a more powerful character or force, such as, yes. such as the Phoenix Force, because the Phoenix has taken over other X-Men characters as well, making them significantly more powerful. But... Of course, Jean Grey is like the quintessential, you know, phoenix. And so if you were to choose her, if she was on your team, no matter what, you would win. I mean, yeah. you have to. So okay. you cannot do that. Are we going to say a, a five, bracket of five? Let's do five. Okay. And they have to be X-Men. I don't mean gender, but I mean, not, not someone who like, oh, well, I remember that one time Spider-Man was an X-Man for like uh, a series in this cartoon. I'm like, no, no, no. When you think X-Men, like someone who's been there close to day one or someone who was animated or someone when you read the comics, you know, um, someone who is an X-Man. Okay. But not, so, but uh, I let, me, want to... let me throw out just a random character that has been an X-Men or woman. Has he bound the patch? That's right. what I well, love. So like for, I'm just throwing, I'm just going to the, far edges of my mind, X-23 has been an X-Men, but is not normally considered a part of that team, right? There's so many variations of the X-Men, you know, new, old, young, old. It's, it's just like, what, are we just saying that, that we have to mutually agree that they are generally considered X-Men? We can't just say that they at one time were an X-Men in some story. Yeah, I, I like more the former than the latter. You can't say, oh, well, they were in X-Men. I'm like, well, Juggernaut was is was in X-Men comics. He's not an X-Man, you know. But what about somebody like Magneto, who no, has Magneto's, been an X-Men, but also a villain? Not. What okay. are they known for? That's what I'm going to say. What are they known for? Not just like little lawyery loopholes, you know. Okay, well, I have, I have some... some characters a you know some characters that i i might have to test that theory with i can already see you starting to contort and getting a little slippery okay yeah. good you're good um i think i think and tell me if you disagree i think if we're saying no jean gray that's fine well, we can use jean gray we just can't use her with as a phoenix jean gray okay fair enough but then I almost feel like then I could just counter with that easily and be like, well, then Charles Xavier. So I think we should leave both of them off the board. Wait a minute. No, I, that's not. Xavier's not an X-Man. What? He is not. He is Xavier and they're his students. He's not an X-Man. He doesn't go like, hi on out in the front line. He, that's he like, is absolutely a part of the team. That is crazy. What are you that's thinking? Like Splinter is part of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He is. No, he's not. He's their mentor. Oh my gosh. There okay. would be no Ninja Turtles were it not for Splinter. There would be no X-Men were it not for Professor X. How do you say he's not a part of that team? He's, a, he's literally it's, the leader of the team. So it's his team that doesn't make him an X-Man. He's just the X in the X-Men. I don't okay. like that. I don't think Charles Xavier should be draftable. That's all. Be are you thinking that because he's too powerful? Yeah, because you can just be like, oh, well, he just gets in everyone's mind and makes them kill themselves at the end. You know what I mean? Like, I think it, it's, I think it, it's, it doesn't, it's not a good discussion. But if you want it, I'll take it. Yeah, but he's also crippled, so, you know, there's a handicap there, literally. Well, tell you what, <laughs> we should reserve the right to have intelligent discussion. If I object to something, hear me out, and then if you have a counter argument to it, I'll hear you out, and then we can just make good adult conversation okay. happen let's just okay but here's here's uh, we i have to get over this um so i can admit, i can no i'm trying to meet you halfway here i can i can understand saying that charles xavier is the leader 
of the team, not a member. Meaning we each, if we're creating a five person team, we have to consider that they will each be led by Professor Xavier. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's just. Okay. Yeah. But Jean Grey, as a basic telepath, is not like some crazy out there character. There are more powerful characters than just her as a telepath. She is an original character and has, you know what I mean? Like, how do you kick her out of a draft if it's just her as herself? So that's fair. In addition to that, what I really would want for this is not just be like, oh, I read five minutes before this. I'm not saying you, but just like somebody else if they were to do this. Oh, I just read five minutes before this about this ultra powerful mutant that you know nothing about. You know, I'm like, no, 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 you have to know them. Like, I don't want us to be able to look, have to look anything up and be like, oh, well, this guy does this. It's like, this is all based on our own fandom, not just, yeah, oh, I read this on some wiki. Fair? Mm -hmm. Okay. Fair. Um, now, order. I'm totally cool going first or second, but I don't think that we should do it sequentially like that. Oh, if you're first, then you're first in the second round, first and third round, because then I could easily just counterpunch you. I could wait to hear who you're going to pick, and I can just like, oh, cool, I'll pick someone who I know is the counter to that person, and then I'll have you pick that person, and I'll just counter. You know what I'm saying? So instead, we should do this. Hold up. Instead, we should do a snake. So like, if you go first, then I get the next two picks, and then you get the next two picks. Okay. Trust that's me. I, I, I know how this works. I yeah, yeah, this. that's fine. I'm good okay. with that. So um, anything else we need to make sure that we're both in the know of? No. Um, I want to also just mention that you know there are very there are several versions of every character, and so we can utilize any slash all of the versions of the characters that we know minus. Yeah the crazy you know been taken over by a phoenix force type character make sense okay. yeah i agree okay, okay so this this is heads i don't have a coin who has a coin especially like oh wait i think i have a coin over here hold on yeah who has a coin oh you do i do all right by the way do you know who's on the nickel a buffalo well that would be a buffalo nickel <laughs> but do you know whose face is on the nickel yeah scott buffalo yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Mark Ruffalo. That's what I meant to say. I, yeah, I think so. He's uh, Scott Buffalo's agent. Okay. Uh, do you want heads or tails? I'll take tails. Okay. It is tails. Would you like to pick first or would yeah. you like to defer? I'll go first. Okay. I, I actually am going to choose um, Jean Grey as my first character. Because despite the fact that she may be her original self, a kind of this, you know, tampered down telepath, um, she does have, she still in itself is one of the most powerful mutants on earth. Um, the only problem is, is that Professor Xavier, through his mind bullets, um, tampers it down and like guards her from herself. But I'm going to, put her on my team because even without the Phoenix force, if she can unlock that potential, she can be incredibly powerful. Good first pick. So uh, my first pick for the 2020 X-Men random fandom draft uh, with Brandon Brandon is I'm going to pick Wolverine. Oh, interesting. Yep. And I don't want to, and of course, if you if you don't know who we're talking about, um, why are you listening to our podcast? But yeah, uh, we'll, Just turn we'll get into the we'll get into the reasons. Maybe not necessarily pick by pick that we are picking them, but you know, I'll, I'll provide some some logic. So, yeah. so now I'm going to go first, and then you'll get the next two. Yeah, All that right. makes sense. I do want to point out that you put Wolverine, who is in love with Jean Grey, on the opposing side, and that's going to create a conflict. Maybe to my advantage, maybe okay. not. We'll discuss. Okay. Okay. With my second pick, I would like the, probably the, I would say most people's top three pick, you know, given the guidelines, I will pick Rogue. Hmm. That sucks. I really wanted Rogue. Yeah. 
she's incredibly powerful. Like, incredibly powerful. The fact and, that she can take anybody's power, and, I mean, that she's got the strength of Juggernaut, she can fly, I mean, that's, hell, she can kill Wolverine, which is pretty hard. Well, that's why I don't want her, or <laughs> that's why I want her on my team. Okay. Okay. I'm going to, hmm. You're kind of throwing out my, kind of my thoughts here. Now let me let me put another thing in uh, up for up for debate here. Emma Frost is equal parts villain, equal parts X Men or X Woman. Um, she has been on both sides. Uh, she is, you know, she she's also an Omega level telepath. Not to mention that she has the ability, kind of stupid ability, but also kind of a cool and vulnerable ability to turn herself into diamond. Um, she's like, so I, I'm throwing that out there because I know that you're saying, well, I don't want villains, but she's sort of half and half. She's worked at the school for gifted youngsters, all that. I would like to take Emma Frost or the White Queen is. So I had considered when I was thinking about her, like I know her as a villain, but I know also that she's also gone on to fight for the X-Men. So yeah, that was, that one's not a, a straight up no brainer, but yeah, given the logic that you have there and my own, like, like, yeah, I would consider her later, uh, like a, um, a second class X-Men in a way, you know, she's not part of like the core, but yeah, I'm, I'll give you that. Okay. Okay. So you're going with big boobs and telepaths so far. That seems to be your agenda. <laughs> and I'm done. My, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. They're just uh, those two. They win. All right. Uh, so you take in Emma Frost, AKA the white queen. Yeah. And would you please go again? I, I have to admit, I'm, I'm having a bit of a hard time here. Um, because I'm wondering if I should go for team composition or just overall power. Um, That's a great thing to wonder. I know what I'm doing. I don't want you to take this character because it'll, actually, I don't think you would. Don't worry, it's not going to be Gambit. I'm leaving my personal feelings out of Gambit. Like I know, I love Gambit. He's nowhere on my no, list. No, he's, you're like, well, she's like a level tier, this telepath who can turn diamonds. Like, yeah, well, he has a stick. <laughs> Uh, and playing cards. <laughs> well, he can charge anything. It's just that that's... I know. Okay. I'm going to go... Oh, this is hard. This is hard. This is hard. But I'm going to go with Storm. I'm going to stick to my theme of big boobs here. It's not like you designed them, so that's fair. So Aurora Monroe is going to be next on my list. All right. Cool. I think that's great for you. Go ahead. You've got what two? Yeah, you got two now. I, I know who I am. Uh, I am going to pick in what would some would people like. A lot of times in fantasy football, like if someone makes a pick early, people are like, what? He's not a third rounder. I wouldn't pick that guy at all or to last. So this is my version of that. Uh -huh. And I'll explain why. I think this is, as far as pure power goes, this is an underappreciated mutant. I'm going to pick Havoc. Interesting. The guy's a freaking walking atom bomb. So you're damn right I'm picking Havoc. Yeah, I get that. I mean, yeah, he could be pretty powerful. I remember in one of the movies, didn't he like blast through some bunker or something like that? Yeah, he was basically a jobber in the movies though. So we don't talk about the, any of the yeah. movies. I think he was in, uh, they made him in first class. And then also they kind of tried to do him in, uh, Apocalypse, which is trash. It I is tried absolute to trash. that again. It was like just on cable the other day. Why? Why would you do that to yourself? I was looking for something to like fall asleep to. to. Quite a, oh, yeah. Fall asleep to. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we'll talk more about him. Um, so, and then snaking the other side of my pick, I am going to pick, y'all ready for this? Mm hmm. I am picking Colossus. Oh, okay. 
So now wow. you're two. You get to pick four and five, and then I pick my fifth, and then we're done. Ooh. Torch me. I'm realizing that I'm that close. Okay. Um, damn, I'm leaving off one character that I really, really wanted, but I, I didn't know we were going to limit ourselves to five. Um, I mean, I'll go six if you want. No, no, it's okay. Let's stick with the five. Okay. Uh, five has a nice ring to it. So I'll say, I'll say the character that I kind of really just wanted, um, that I'm not going to be able to choose, and that is Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is one of my absolute favorites, and I think that, like some of the others, like Cyclops, like Storm, like Jean Grey, they are just, overall, they're good people, and they will make good decisions, not only strategically, but just, um, you know, they will, they will always do the, quote, the right thing, you know what I mean, or at least what they think is the right thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm going to say that out loud because I really would love to have Nightcrawler on my team, but my next two that I'm going to choose are Cyclops and Iceman. And now I'll explain why. Cyclops is powerful, but he's not like crazy powerful. Sure. Um, the reason I want him on the team is because he is a natural leader to the team. Not to mention that the love between Jean Grey and Scott Summers will push them further than any other couple of teammates would. Mm. Me, so, and, and that comes straight out of the comics. If you were to read the Phoenix Saga, for example, I mean, it was, it was the whole team that stood by them, but like there's that iconic cover of of um, Gene and Cyclops just like, you know, clothes like half torn, just like battling it out, like for their own lives as they're just trying to hold out to stay together. And that's the kind of team dynamic I would want. So then my next one is Iceman, because though he's often portrayed as some little like wussy, Wiener? Wussy Wiener, um, who can, you know, be basically a walking ice machine. He, throughout the comic books, has become way more powerful and is actually has been discovered as a Omega-level mutant. He can completely turn himself into ice. He can create ice when and however. He can also, in some of the comics, literally turn himself into vapor so he can control the water itself and he can control the water in other people meaning that he can literally kill other people by like freezing the internal water in their body um, so he he's actually incredibly powerful more powerful than we you know the average comic book reader would give him credit for not to mention overall good dude i trust him all right. What's your uh, last my, one? My last pick. I ain't trying to be controversial. I actually truly believe in this individual for defensive purposes. I feel like all these people I have have incredible offense, but I need a defensive player too. And my defensive player, my last pick, rounding out my five that is better than yours, is Kitty Pride. Okay, I, I, I will say that she has, over time, found a lot more power than her original character of being able to just simply walk through walls. But I'd like to hear your reason to this and why you think she'd be a good defensive character. So let's just say hypothetically, right? Like my team's getting blasted, right? And someone's about to, to catch um a, a death beam from cyclops anyone she touches can also become invulnerable and move through immaterial space with her and she can travel i believe i don't know this for sure i mean it's all freaking comics so let's nerd out but she can further uh, travel further distance than um from the nightcrawler without um ill effect if you believe 
what some comics would have you believe. But not I'm teleport. Just, no, but she can travel further distances. Yeah, she can run further distances, but she can't yeah. teleport like from so I want a plane. Her like, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Just that get out of jail card. So had you had I not yeah. picked Wolverine, had you picked you talk about some other picks? Let's just talk about some other ones that like would have made the cut if we had expanded rosters. Um, I wanted someone who was just a pure like ball of energy, and um, someone who can just rip shit up and has animal instincts so had i not picked wolverine i would have picked beast for that yep. for like that, that combat melee guy even though you know he's not known for superhuman healing or anything like that yeah um no i mean beast was on my kind of my short list yeah yeah uh someone else who i left off and i certainly could have made a case for was bishop i i'm just a bishop fan yeah he's and, a cool guy man yeah, he's really cool. And his abilities, though, aren't, like, as in your face and as obvious. They could be part of that team player. You know, he's not someone you build a team around, but he's someone who can help support that team that you've already built, for mm -hmm. sure. Plus his knowledge of the future and time travel could come in handy, but I just couldn't justify giving him a spot when it comes to five. And then just, like I said, selfishly, I would have liked to, but no gambit. If I was just doing my five favorites, yeah, number one. And Gambit, like, if you really think about team structure, Gambit breaks breaks apart that team structure and creates rifts. He's, I mean, he's, I, you know, the thing that made him the fun, cool character in the 90s was the fact that he was, like, the bad boy. Like, he, you know, and in the 90s, that was a cool thing. And um, nowadays, if you're being strategic about it, it's actually a pretty bad idea. <laughs> Know, right? on your team yeah but you know there's some other ones that we should mention like um i mean archangel is a pretty original character that we left off he's yeah. not super powerful but he's got some he's got some you know strong attributes to him um then there's um oh what is his name sunfire who yeah. apparently was pretty powerful like, I don't know too much about him, but uh, I just remember him, like, just being able to, like, create these blasts from his hands that were incredibly powerful. But, yeah. you know, probably still not even on the level of uh, Cyclops or something like that, you know? Yeah, for sure. What about da Dazzler? Uh, notice neither of us picked Dazzler. Or Jubilee. Or Jubilee. Dazzler is supposed to be fairly powerful, but I just don't get the point of Jubilee. <laughs> I, yeah, I never saw I mean, saw she's it. great one day a year on the 4th of July, and it's like, that's it. Or, like, your kid's birthday, if, uh, you know, if the age is appropriate. Two days All a right, year, so you got me thinking. Let me, let me tell you why I built my team the way I did. It was important for me to have an on-the-ground killer. That's Wolverine. And, of course, who doesn't like, uh, you know, Admantium Claws, um, mm -hmm. Regenerative Healing, and just an incredible killer instinct, you know? So why all your mutants, per se, right, could totally, at a distance, stop him? If he sneaks up on you, if, like, we're fighting in the jungle or something like that, and he sneaks up on you, it don't matter if you have your powers, because one of those claws sink in, you're done. No, not True. just yours, but anyone. So that's I, what's I also have I also have people who can fly, uh, which he would never be able to reach if they wanted that. That is not true. Colossus could pick him up and throw him <laughs> at the person. And, you know, Colossus is known for his accuracy. So. Oh, is that what he's known for? He's not known yeah, for his strength. He's known for his accuracy. Yeah. <laughs> it's very accurate strength. It's like Deadshot. No, that's exactly why then – because, like, I went for team comp, not just, like, Me badass, too. badass, badass. Because that happens, like, you know, some in sports. You can, like – put like all these badass players on the same team, but there's no chemistry or there's no comp or this guy doesn't fill the role. So even though these guys are all great individually, sometimes that team dynamic just doesn't work. So like yourself, like you just mentioned, it was important to me to have a flyer. I got rogue. She's a flyer. And plus everything else she does and mm -hmm. all the potential for her to take away from somebody else. Um, Havoc, just raw power. Um, not in a hand to hand sense, projectile power. Cause you know, he, shoots his basically his his havoc his atomic fury from his chest more or less mm -hmm. and 
you know, this, this will be depend on what you believe, but I think I've been told, I feel like I've read somewhere, granted, this is just illustrations on a page, so the, none of this is quantifiable or real, but- This entire thing is illustrations on a page, so yeah. that so, goes a long way. So even more so, I believe that Havoc's projectile power is stronger than Cyclops, because, you know, they're brothers. So okay. I believe, that's why I chose Havoc. I've always got love for Cyclops, though. Um, but Cyclops is a born leader, and so when you're talking structure of a team, absolutely, th there's there's something to be said around somebody who can rally everyone and and think of a strategic game plan. So, and I'm not I don't, not to I don't want to stop you there, but I'll touch on a couple of mine that can that that can counter what you just mentioned. I mean, my two the the two you know that are that are kind of my trump cards to everything is is Jean Grey and Emma Frost because as telepaths they can control anybody's mind and especially if you put the two of them together as omega level telepaths they they could they can not only sense anybody approaching but they would be able to stop them in their tracks so then, let me ask you a question okay why do you think after you said Jean Grey I went with Wolverine because if you're paying attention in storyline, there's always been an attraction. I don't think she would kill him or or stop him. So she would stop him from killing her. That's fair. Even so, though uh, not that didn't happen in, in number three of the movie, which is stupid. Nothing good happened in number three. That but I will not I don't really I, count that. I won't submit that as evidence, even if it helps bolster my cause. I'll be like, no, because yeah. three was so stupid and we all, all know it. And also Jean Grey she has an a, 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 you know an attraction and a, and a one could say probably a bit of a love for Wolverine, but not at all more than Scott Summers. And so she would do whatever she needed to do to protect Scott, and Scott would do whatever he needed to do to protect Jean. Hmm. Hmm. See what I'm saying? I guess. And and, and Wolverine has never been able to break that up maybe slightly temporary where she's just like oh i feel bad for wolverine but if wolverine was about to go kill cyclops she would tear him apart he's he's inconvenienced their relationship you can say yes he is yeah he's not breaking apart their relationship he's getting inconvenienced it okay so my my motivation for picking uh colossus i don't think that when he becomes the Colossus, mm -hmm. right? I don't think that his mind is penetrable for the same reason. I don't know that, but if he's in human form before he basically, you know, dons his his second skin, his mutant ability, I would say that he's completely, you know, uh, vulnerable to telekinesis and cybernetic attacks. I don't think when he puts on his his armor, basically, that he should be vulnerable to 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 mind warfare mm. for the same reason if magneto puts on a helmet and that keeps xavier out of his head why wouldn't someone who's made of metal or some type of alloy or something that basically leaves him indestructible only time you've ever seen colossus be beat that i can think of was in the uh, days of future past where they have basically two um freaking uh what do you call those stupid things sentinels tearing them apart at either end and he just eventually rips in, in part. I've never seen him defeated since then. Well, okay, but he, uh, is, is Magneto's helmet just metal or is it a particular kind of metal? I don't know. We should ask. Because, because if it was just metal, then it would be pretty easy for anybody in a metal structure of any sort to be able to block or just to simply, it would be, you know, you can have a regular soldier with a metal helmet be completely stopped by it, but they're not. In in all the movies and comics, you can have full-on soldiers with helmets, metal helmets, that can't stop a telepath's um, mind powers. Hmm. So, I, I just, I don't know this for sure, um, but I feel like Magneto's helmet is made of something specific that stops that. And when that metal would have to. What's up? 
and so is Juggernaut's. Is Juggernaut's is Juggernaut's helmet also Brazilian? Did you say Juggernaut's. <laughs> it's a Juggernaut, actually. Um, isn't Juggernaut isn't Juggernaut uh, Professor X's like brother or something? Brother-in-law, brother. I've never really too sharp on the details. Third cousin removed. I can't remember. But like, yeah. that would mean that Colossus has to be made of the whatever same metal that is, and I don't know if that's the case. Okay, so basically, here's what I because we're obviously going to make arguments and defend them for our picks. So let me tell you, and you can think about this, how my team beats you, all right? Let me go interrupted. I'll make it quick. Let me tell you how my team beats yours, right? And then you tell me how your team beats mine, and then I say we just leave it open to the people. Like, nah, I don't buy that. Or, yeah, his team. Because, obviously, it's going to be really hard for us to, to deny even though I think, obviously, your team, you could just be like, oh, yeah, she has telekinesis, boom, she wins. That's why I want to kind of counter and then also offer my rebuttal. So sure. let, me, let me tell you how my team wins in this hypothetical. All right? All right. All right, so Colossus, he smashes Iceman. Smashes him completely. It's like when you, you, when you drop a 20-pound bag of ice on the floor, right? Just sure. ice cubes everywhere. No, 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 no interruption. You'll you, get your chance. To, okay. You'll get your chance to rebuttal. And then upon seeing this, right, White Queen um, flashed her boobs at him and distracts him. And then Jean, <laughs> and then Jean Grey telekinesis pushes him off of a tall building. Oh yeah, there, she's she's like the number one telepath in the world, and she's going to use force push. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> no, I'm not done laughing. Go ahead. Okay, so then, so wait, hold on. I gotta. So Iceman's gone, Colossus is gone, right? Upon seeing this, Havoc was like, you know what? Fuck you, older brother. I've always hated you, and it, you know. And so then he runs up and he flashes. Flashes <laughs> his boobs. <laughs> But this way with gamma rays or whatever it is coming out. Gamma rays, yeah. With with nuclear fury coming out uh -huh. and holy melts Cyclops. Nuclear just melts Fury it. would be a cool superhero name. <laughs> like Nick Fury. So just totally melts his older brother, thus revealing that he has always actually been a bad guy and he's just been looking for the right opportunity to make it happen. So okay. Cyclops is out. Totally out. Gone. Okay. So now Jean Grey is like, oh my gosh, my husband. And then she just unleashes all but, all but right to that point where she's getting to that Phoenix level of fury and just destroys Havoc. Just like rips him apart from the inside. He just liquefies and sure. bursts into a million pieces. So Havoc's out. Yeah. Right? She couldn't, she doesn't have the Phoenix Force, so she couldn't get to the level of Phoenix anymore. Whatever would take her right to that point on her own. Okay. As just a, a controlled person um okay so we're down two for two right and then that's when rogue all of a sudden sees sees that uh gene gray because remember we're on opposite sides this is like just a simulation like when they're in like um not cerebro but that like training uh, okay. thing they do okay so then rogue sees her opportunity she swoops in right and then she steals gene gray's power just places a hand on her, grabs her, steals her power, but it's too much for her. Wait, where, do, where does she place her hand on her? Shoulders. What are you talking about? Okay. That's not as, not as exciting as I would have liked, but it's fine. Yeah. So, so, but it's too much for her. She, so with all her own power, and then Jean Grey's unbridled fury and telepath, it's too much for her. It render, but it, it knocks them both out. So they're not gone. They're not dead, but they're both incapacitated so we're coming back to that coming back to that okay okay and then <clears throat> so storm's in the mix now right and she's about to she's about to uh send down this like horrible bolt of lightning on wolverine right but sensing this and seeing this happen because these these guys can all see each other in this imaginary land uh kitty kitty pride grabs him and then she runs away thus she grabs him, 
gets evades danger, evades danger, I should say, mm-hmm. and then and then uh, Storm is relentless. She pursues it. She sends down another, just like conjures up this huge thing. Her eyes turn white. Clouds are whirling, misting. She sends down just this ungodly fury of lightning. But Wolverine, much like Ray was able to in Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> aka the best Star Wars film of all time, holds his claws up and absorbs oh, all in an X. Oh, yeah, in an X. How and absorbs all the lightning, the fury, how symbolic, the storm, and then he. And then it surges through him, and then he's able to push it back out at her, and it just it melts her. I mean, so granted, like, that sounds cool. Um, does it make sense in so the, the canonical comic books? No but no go ahead. This, yeah, okay. Is that too big of a word for you? You don't understand? All right. So, so Storm's out. Wolverine and Kitty Pride remain, and Rogue, you're down. <laughs> you're down to white queen and jean gray all right so rogue is back up the jean gray's power has relented it's out of her body and it's just her and she's beating the shit out of jean gray now right because jean gray's coming back yeah like with her power she's just tossing around just clobbering her here's the twist here's to let you know i'm fair wolverine's conflicted he, he, he doesn't know what to do because he wants to win and he's an animal, but he sees someone he's always cared about, especially now that her husband's out of the picture, right? <laughs> so he runs up, like I said, close quarters, and he actually jams his claws into the back of Rogue, and she can't recover. She's done. So I'm taking out one of my own to let you know I'm fair, right? So that means Wolverine, when Kills he stabbed own. her... He didn't stab her all the way where his fist touched her back. Because then she would have absorbed his healing power. Exactly. He knew when to stop. Yeah, no, no, no contact. Obviously. See, that's 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 why as he's, we're, as he's killing his own person his own teammate, he was still careful enough to know when to stop. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so so rogues out, right? Sure. And then and then White Queen and then Wolverine and Jean Grey are sharing an embrace. She's near death. She's battered, bloody. Because after all, you know, she she can, you know, give, but her ability to take physical damage is still very lacking, you know, compared to other people's absorption. So she's like near death. She just sustained this huge beating, right? Wolverine knows what he has to do for his team to win, but he's conflicted. He can't do it, right? Then White Queen, see, sensing this, is like, you know what? I'm tired of being a good person. I've always, I've always hated the X-Men. So she runs up to telepathically get in Wolverine's head, but he senses this, right? And so then he somehow, he does, oh, what's that one move? Why would she have to run within close range of him? He, she, he's not, she, her, her signal is not like Bluetooth. She doesn't have to be within 30 feet. She, she doesn't have to run up to him. She wants to, she's going to get fancy. She's going to go up and she's going to crystallize him with a touch or diamondize him. Yes, she can. Uh, <laughs> she, she decided she can. She's going to try it. Okay. She's going to try it. And so she's going to crystallize him. Uh-huh. And then he, but he senses this because, you know, he's got those animal instincts. He does his berserker claw. If you remember that from any of the X-Men versus Capcom game, when he, he dives at you with his claws out and he's they've kind of made him do that in the some of the movies he sure as shit can do it in the comics and he punctures her down to the ground right through her clavicles she's done went pierced her heart she's done right okay and then kitty pride um is about to so it's two on one it's it's wolverine and kitty pride versus jean gray so wolverine's fiercely protecting her and that's when so like Kitty Pride's trying to, to finish it. I don't know what she really can do offensively. So she just gets a gun, right? An X-Men gun. <laughs> uh, and then she's like, I got to end this for our team to win. Step aside, Logan, right? And then he's like, no, just give me a minute to think. I, 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 I can't let you do this. Just give me a minute to think. And she's like, step aside, Logan. And then Jean sensing her opportunity, knowing that if she gets rid of Logan, she can easily telepathically swap out for kitty pride and kill her 
So right when Logan's distracted with Kitty Pride, Gene is going to start like mind bulleting Logan. And he senses that. And just on instinct, complete defensive animal instinct, he turns around and shanks her. My team wins. So Wolverine takes out pretty much everyone. Um, I'm not saying that's right or that's wrong. Thank you. So you've heard how I win in my mind with my team comp. I will silently, unlike you, give you the floor now and you tell me how your team wins. Okay. So Jean Grey and Emma Frost both, um, I mean, obviously, so there's a battle. They know they're about to battle, right? Like we have to be fair in that sense. We can't just say, oh, everybody sneaks up on everybody else. Even if that were the case, Jean Grey and Emma Frost could literally read their minds and hear their battle plans and control them. So they say, they're going to attack us. Here's their plan. They say, Storm, create a fog so they can't see us. Environmental. I like it. I like it. Um, Also, you can have, if, even if you wanted to add an extra wall, you can have Iceman create this huge, near unbreakable wall, okay? That even Colossus and Rogue would have a hard time getting through. Rogue can fly over, but Jean and Emma are still fully aware of what everybody is thinking and doing. If they wanted to at any time, they can kind of stop them in mid-action. Like, with plenty of room right so not only does your team like are they're kind of like feeling a little weird because they're like god i think they're in our heads i can't see where they're at because there's a storm around colossus can take out i'm sorry excuse me cyclops can take out havoc no problem um can take out kitty pride no problem um then emma frost can can literally freeze in their tracks wolverine or Rogue, uh, and they can stop Kitty Pride if she thinks she's gonna go invisible, they can control her mind, because her going and like walking through walls in her phase mode doesn't block her mind, okay? Mm-hmm. Even, even if your, your assumption that Colossus can block out the telepath, telepathy, tel- yeah. Telepathy. Telepathy, thank you. No problem. He still is having a hard time just visually seeing what's happening. He can't see more than a couple feet in front of him. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I said I'm not. Inter- I'm going to interject. When he gets a boner, does it push up against his armor, or does it like reflect through his armor? Oh no, it's a part of the armor. It's okay. Fully, cool. fully, you know. Did, okay. Just want to make there. sure. Okay, because I think that will battle or uh, work its way into the battle plans. Yeah. It, I, I'm planning on it (laughs) yeah you're like it's part of this story okay all right so your team is a little bit frazzled cyclops can take out two or three of them no problem there are issues with wolverine or rogue who's incredibly strong and colossus i'll admit that gene gray and emma frost can still stop them while iceman if he wants to can completely freeze them so even wolverine who is near impossible to die you can't get out of a completely giant frozen block of ice. Like Avatar, he would just be stuck in there no matter how powerful he is for 100 years. Sorry, that's a, you'd have to watch Avatar. The Last Airbender, not the movie. Yeah. Not, the, not the Last Airbender movie either. <laughs> I'll just so, assume anytime you're talking about Avatar, it's, it's not the Last the Airbender. One. Yeah. Now, even if Colossus was still you know, able to block the signals, he, it, like, he'd still be able to be easily frozen by Iceman in this huge block of ice. Because strength can only get you so far, but if you have no leverage to break out of it, you're just stuck. And so basically, Jean Grey, Emma Frost would kind of control the battlefield. Storm would create a... a fog barrier so nobody can see. Cyclops and Iceman would either kill or completely freeze them. And then after they're frozen in a gigantic glacier of ice, all of my people go and they just get a beer. 
<laughs> okay. All right. The only thing I would counteract now that I, I let you finish, minus the part of wondering, uh, want to know about Colossus's erections. Oh, I never. Well, okay. Let me finish with that. Yeah. Colossus had an erection when he was frozen, meaning that a hundred years later, when he's found again, and they finally melt the ice because of global warming, and they're warming and they're dig digging him out, they uh, he still has the award for longest lasting and strongest erection, literally lasting 100, 100 years. Wouldn't that be cool if that was truly his uh, mutant superheroes or mutant superpowers? They'd be like, wow, you're super strong. He's like, oh yeah, that too. <laughs> okay, so what's, what's, your, what's your rebuttal? Because we got to wrap it up fairly soon. I... I think you undersold a little bit uh, Kitty Pride because she, when she's phasing, she's, I believe, known to be invulnerable. So I just, I don't to, know. To, to, to tel telepathy, though? You know I what see, I mean? That's, like, that's a question, honestly, for someone her, who knows more than we. Her mind is still there. So oh, let's shit. do, let's end on this. Um, we want to hear from the listeners about what team you think would win. Would Brandon so who, Green's who made team? A better, yeah, who made a better argument? So let me let me go over the rosters again. Brandon Green has Wolverine, Rogue, Havoc, Colossus, and Kitty Pride. Brandon yep. Jewell has Jean Grey, Emma Frost, Storm, Cyclops, and Iceman. So we want to know from the listeners um, why do you think my team won? Yeah, and like if you're a fan of diversity. Uh, you'll definitely like my team. You know, I'm trying to be all inclusive. Where Brandon's just chasing Why, people who either. Dude? What? You got a Russian dude. That's that's right. <laughs> Is that your diversity? A white a white guy with an accent. Well, Kitty Pride was played by a member of the LGBT society. True. Storm is from Africa. Well, Wolverine is a war veteran. <laughs> Iceman's gay, I think. <laughs> so, I don't know. All right. So, okay. uh, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. All right. You need to know what we need to know, what you thought. Let us know. Uh, please reach out to us on our email. It's randomfandomcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts there. Or if you're on Twitter and you're like, yo, here's who dropped the most bars on the other fool's nuts or head. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have a Twitter and it's at random fandom W B B. Uh, we are wrapping up. Like you said, you mind if I just take a quick minute, that being aside, great debate, by the way. Um, I will admit I'm more of the persuasive debater. You know, I use like more like emotion and storytelling rather than you're more like, um, the other kind where it's more like, Hey, this is fact. Here's the straightforward presentation. Like my, I'll admit, like, I think we can admit mine was a lot sexier. I think yours was more logically sound and you're like more strategic. I'd like sure. storytelling. Yeah. I mean, if we were, if we were visually looking at it, I have Jean Grey, Emma Frost and Storm. So I think mine was a bit more sexy. That's fair. That's completely fair. And I won't deny it. But that being aside, it's been a few weeks since we recorded last. And one of the things that really inspired me to want to do this was uh, the boys season two. So I just want to say, by the way, it's awesome. The only thing yeah, that super sucks it. and I was not, expecting it doesn't suck it's like a good problem to have i thought it would just be like here's all 10 episodes stream go crazy they're tearing it it's like the first friday uh, like last friday it was three episodes and then this past friday it was just episode four so i'm like kind of getting the blue balls you know a little bit i want to i want to want to dig in but i, I gotta tell you i think i'm just gonna wait man i think i'm just gonna wait till they're all in, all in retrospect i would have yeah. had i known when I first started watching, all of a sudden it's like I was done with episode three. I'm like, cool, what's next? And then it like was like episode four coming next week. I'm like, wait, what? I didn't know it until I was already knee deep in it. Um, and it is making it hard just because how good it is. I just want to knock it all out in like a couple settings. But uh, you know, obviously that's very superhero-ish, and that was just kind of like something that was kicking around in my mind. So that's kind of cool. Great season, great start. Uh, we can probably do a deep dive full on when uh, we have all the episodes. And, you know, sometimes we're like, oh, what have you been playing? Um, Tony Hawk. 
the pro skater. Yeah, what are you the thinking about? I mean, we you you bought it, brought it over to my house. Actually, we played it right from the get go. Um, it was it was fun playing it again. But to me, I just don't know if I could get super into it like I would want to. So, what do you think of that game? I'll never be super into it the way it was in the original. Granted, I'm not like 15 right. or 16 or whatever it was when that first came out. But I got to tell you, it's the perfect excuse to just drop in and drop out. You know, sometimes we're looking for, oh, the next fun multiplayer game that we can try to tear up, level up, get friends, be good at. Or we're looking for that single player campaign story driven game. This mm -hmm. is neither of those. It's just like, oh, you can play for five minutes real quick and get that one last lingering accomplishment or that high score. Or you can try to like get two levels ahead by accomplishment. And the thing that's so fun is it plays excellently. It's like gameplay and control. It's so smooth. And it's, in theory, it's pretty much a, a beat by beat copy as far as like, you know, the where things are being where they are and the maps being identical. But it looks so much fresher. It looks so much crisper. It plays so much just reflective of this generation and yet there's enough little things for you to be like oh wait is that new or when you're listening to like the music which was such a huge part of uh, all the tony hawk games especially one and two you can control your own soundtrack you like while you're playing like you can change the radio in grand theft auto you can hold down this button to skip the song or mm -hmm. if you want to know what that song was called you can pause it what am i listening to and then you can make sure that song is in your rotation or out of the rotation if you don't like a song. You can customize your soundtrack given the 50, 60 some odd tracks are. And there's new skaters. So, and there's just like, the, it's this perfect mixture of the game you know and love and then it being 2020. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah and it's totally. just, I do. It's, it's fun. It's not gonna be like one of these like landmark games because it already was a landmark right. game. And there's no story, right? Like nowadays with AAA titles, there's, for the most part, I shouldn't say for all of them, because, you know, we've got Forza and, and, you know, 2K Sports kinds of games and all that, that might not necessarily be very story-driven. But, but to have literally no story in there makes it really just a drop-in, drop-out kind of game. A, a, a drop-in, try to, you know, beat your score or get these few collectibles and then you're done. Yeah, like you say, five minutes or two hours, but it's not the kind of thing that you know you're necessarily thinking about when you're not playing it. Yeah, and I I think there's just something that fits right now for me. Um, you know, if this game had come out at a different time, maybe it wouldn't be. But you know what? It wasn't a full ask. You get two games for less than the cost of a full AAA, you know, title. It's forty bucks. Essentially, makes each game twenty bucks, and plus there's a whole multiplayer. Uh, component that I haven't even played with yet. I gotta say, it's just, it's great. It's really, it's really quality. And I haven't even played all the way through, um, but just there's new little accomplishments to get, aesthetics. It's almost got like a, a mobile games reward system in, in that you're constantly chasing, but I don't feel like it's spamming. I like it. It's it's <laughs> perfect for what I'm I'm looking for right now. And of <laughs> what you're looking for, I hate when people try to do such four segues, but Brandon, I've gotten um, a shadow of the synopsis. I feel like it's that time. Do you mind if I run one by you? Yep. Listeners, this is also for Brandon. <laughs> All right. John Kruger is the top gun in the U.S. Marshall Witness Protection Scheme. He negates people's past and deals with their future. His latest assignment is whistleblower Dr. Lee Cullen, who has evidence against a major arms corporation that's selling weapons to terrorists. Who would do that? That was editorializing. Who would? With, with the collusion of rogue enemy agents within, but there is danger closer to home for Kruger from within his own department. Pretty generic sounding, right? Yeah, that doesn't do anything for me, dude. So you think about it, and listeners, is this a movie? Is this a TV show? Is this a video game? Is this a beat from a comic? John Kruger, you're saying? John Kruger. John Kruger. No relation to Freddy. It's Nightmare on Elm Street. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't think I'm going to get this one. I, it, okay. it could literally be a movie. It could be a video game. It sounds like a more movie-ish. Um, but, it, you know, I don't know if it means it's a suspense movie or an action movie. I don't know. It is a movie. 
to help them narrow it down at all? I mean, literally, there's millions of choices, but. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Okay. Sorry. This is. This <laughs> I, is I, I have like literally nothing on my mind. It's totally okay. We're still friends. This is the plot to the movie Eraser starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense because he's erasing people's pasts for witness protection. Yeah. And then he finds out that people within his own organization are trying to screw him and blah, 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 blah. And so Lee, wait, so Lee, Lee, whatever her name was, I, I was thinking that was a guy. That's Vanessa Williams. That's Vanessa Williams. That's right. That's what I'm saying. It's, I, yeah. All right. There now, you if go. you would have said Arnold Schwarzenegger is protecting Vanessa Williams and they're jumping out of planes and stuff, I would have been like, oh, I know what, what, that, what that is. Anyways, it doesn't matter. What do you got? What do you bring into the table? I'm just going to bring an awesome quote in geek history from one of my favorite franchises of all times, uh, the Fable games. Okay. Absolutely loved them. There's, you know, when, when somebody makes a comment about Fable, somebody who has played it in the past might joke about, you know, Chicken Chaser or something like that. But I'm going, play, I'm going to play a different quote that I just uh, find to be fun and charming. Look at those rippling muscles, those broad shoulders, that square jaw. You are one weird-looking lady. Fun and charming indeed, Brandon. And that's what we hope you have found this episode of our little podcast to be. Again, who won? My five, Brandon Green. Brandon Jules five. Right. Oh. Correct. Uh, let us know one more time. Hit us up on our uh, Twitter at randomfandomwbb. Let us know who won there, or email us, which is randomfandomcast at gmail.com. And that's all we got. That's all right? we got for you. That's it. All right. So thank you for enjoying episode eighty-nine. Thank you for being a fan of our fandom. Stay geeky, everyone. <laughs>